With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's Coaching Coordinator podcast is from our archives from year one, our first in-season. And in this one, Mike Rowe who was the head coach at the time. Now he is the principal of the school and has given up those duties, but talks to us about some of the things that he does in season, including building character, trick plays, and other things. So this, again, is one of those in-season ones. It's short, but has a lot of information packed into it. We'll continue to share some of these from the past as we go through our in-season episodes. We do have DJ Elliott joining us next week to be giving us some breakdowns and some ideas on the defensive side of the ball. He's been an FBS coordinator for years, and he's going to have a lot of insight for us as well. So enjoy this one with Mike Rowe, LaCorey High School State Champion in 2011. Welcome to another in-season episode of the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Joining us today is a repeat performer, Mike Rowe of LaCorey High School in Cold Spring, Minnesota. They were the 2011 state champs. And they're working towards their mission of making the playoffs four years in a row, which would be a first in their school history. So, Coach, you're doing a great job there. Today we're going to focus on some of the things you do in season and how you keep things fresh. So let's get it started with talking about building off of your core values and teaching character during the season. How do you find time to do those things? We have a designated time. Monday is always our given time with our guys. Our kids have Saturday and Sunday off, so Monday when we come together, the first thing we do is go over our theme for the week, and usually those are built off of our core values, which are commitment, discipline, toughness, effort, and then the other one is Spartan Pride. So building off of those, we'll refresh, review which one fits us best going into that game and review with our players. It could be our mental toughness that we're challenging because we're in a the midpoint of the year and we're getting tired and things like that so how are we going to overcome being mediocre and get above average and do those things and then off of that while well, we'll have our character piece which follows themes every season and so this particular year is a lot of covering drugs alcohol and reviewing all the different services and ways that we can help and prevent kids from falling into those traps with their peers Coach, how much time do you guys spend with that on a Monday? We can go anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes is what we we structure with that time, and we'll shorten our practice a little 
because of that. But in the big picture of it, sometimes the longer the season, obviously, it's okay to get off your legs a little bit and challenge them mentally to be better as people off the field and as players on the field. How do the kids respond to that? You get into the school year right now and and you think about everything that's on their plate. They have some things to get ready for on Friday night and then you're throwing on top of this learning some character values. What's been their response to, I guess, adding that to what most people don't do during a season, adding that to their plate? Yeah, the challenge is always trying to make it more of a fun setting. It's not just always sit down and listen to lecture. We try to have candy and quizzes and things like that that we are trying to do. Within our team, we always have our family groups that they sit with in these meetings so that they can collaborate and talk with one another. We have quizzes where we try to install videos. We try to do a bunch of things that are fresh and different that get them moving, some team building stuff, just to freshen it up and make it fun so we're not just sitting there and lecturing them the whole entire time. And then they really enjoy the themes and how we structure that because we build on that the whole entire week. Because we're doing that, our guys get very excited and it kind of builds for that whole week. It's kind of the capper that gets things going and getting ready to have a really good week of practice and preparation. Can you maybe give us an overview of an example of one of those and how exactly that works on a Monday and throughout the week? What we would do is we'd say, here, these are the things that we want to do that mentally tough people structure and do. We might find a video that our guys would help inspire them that kind of takes what we're saying but just gives them a different voice to hear. And then from there, we kind of quiz and hand out candy and do things like that just to keep them on the up and up and and have that fresh and making sure they're paying attention to the message that we're presenting. And how does that tie into the game day as you get towards the end of the week? So as we get to the end, we will always bring back what we talked about. Every day we'll kind of hammer it. Obviously, we do our biggest presentation on the Monday, and then when we get to the Friday what we do is we have our refresher points and then usually the pregame speech that I give is built off of that so that everything is tied nicely in a little bow there getting ready to go and win on Friday. The pregame speech is something I get all kinds of different opinions and philosophies on whether to give the speech, what you include in the speech. What is your pregame speech like? I used to be real rah-rah and do all these crazy things to get the guys fired up. And what I noticed is that we would have our highest energy in that locker room, and then throughout the course of the game, that energy kind of dies down. So as I've gotten older and more experienced, I'm more of a, I want to hammer the point and be very assertive in my voice, but I don't want to be trying to spike their energy level over and above what needs to be. I want them calm and focused so that when that kickoff comes we have our highest energy and we're ready to go as we move into practice and talk about some of the things that you guys do throughout the week i know that you'd like to include a lot of team competition talk to us about the things you do to create competition throughout the week yeah so as i talked about a little earlier we have groups inside of our team so our team is built off of eight different teams that each coach is responsible for in our program so each coach has a team And then through there, we pick various different activities that we run 
during the season. So, for instance, we like to do chipping. So you have your golf club and a chipper and then a pool set out about 35 yards out there, and the kids got to do a closest to the pin and try and get it into the pool or closest to the pool that way. And so some of them are mentally challenging. Some could be like taking the NFL Wonderlift test or building engineering a bridge that can hold weight with spaghetti or toothpicks. So we try to find fun, different things. Some are on the field, especially when the weather's nice here in Minnesota. We try to be outside, do our team activities that way. And then as the weather gets a little colder, we move to some more inside activities. Typically, how long do those take for you? Obviously, you're utilizing practice time for that. So how long do you spend on those types of things? Usually it's about 15 minutes for those. They're always done on Thursday, the day before the game. So it's kind of a fun way to end the practice and compete a little bit. And maybe not necessarily a physical man-to-man against somebody, but it's a great way to end closure. usually has a lot of laughs and a lot of fun that way because there's always some silly things that happen. That, But because we do those things constantly where we're competing and teaching our kids to compete, we find that Friday takes care of itself. We don't have to talk about it a lot with them because we're always showing them and doing things that show where they are. And our guys hate to lose. It doesn't matter if it's a game of tic-tac-toe, whatever it is. They want to win. They want to be the team that gets to wear the belt for the photo at the end of that week. Now, do you find that doing those types of things that you hear about guys, how they create competition, obviously, within every single drill, but you're creating competition, I guess, even outside of the typical football setting, even though it's in practice, do you find that takes pressure off your players, especially there at the end of the week? Yeah, I think so. It is a long grind, and it can't be. You do a lot of one-on-ones. You do a lot of team stuff. You do red zone. You do down situational stuff in your practices, and they get a ton of that. But it's nice sometimes just to break away and say, today here we're going to do a soccer penalty kick competition and half the time they don't even know how to kick a soccer ball because it's not our so you're putting them in situations where one they're uncomfortable which is again it can happen in a game and two they're learning that I want to do well what's the mindset I need so I don't look like a fool when I do this type of activity and so as much as they are having fun with it they're doing a lot mentally to prepare for game situations, even though it's not necessarily the game of football. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And you talked about pressure. Game day is pressure-packed. And one of those periods I think that really can be stressful is halftime. What exactly do you guys do at halftime, and how do you make those adjustments at halftime? And that 20 minutes flies by. So how do you handle that? We have to be very efficient in that. And we are a team that shares players both ways we're not at the point where we have enough guys that platoon team that way we always start defensively our defensive staff they get their eight minutes so they'll have eight minutes where they have to get their preparation and everything done and then we switch to our offensive parts and then if we have time left over if there's not a ton of adjustments to be made then we usually pull and go sit with kids individually. But we want to make sure that everyone is paying attention. This is the adjustments we're making defensively to this concept is is what's getting us right now. This is how we're going to adjust to that. And then offensively, we'll go and have the board. And then from there, then we'll meet with individual kids as we need to. The nice thing in our state is that we get the 20 minutes. And then there's after that 20 minutes, they give you a three-minute warm-up 
time so you have enough time to walk out get to the field and then warm up before they start the second half which is nice now do you bring them back together one more time as a team to send them out I guess with one message from you as the head coach before we head out we'll get them all down we'll take a knee I'll get in nice and tight and then we usually have a word you're always hoping that your plan your preparation during the week has put you in a good spot where you're in the lead but those games that you're down you're trying to build and be positive that whole time and I know that sometimes it's really easy what we always say about our opponents is especially when we're up at half is like right now they're getting their butts chewed right now it's a negative locker room and so we try to keep our guys positive regardless of the situation whether we're down or up we try to treat it always the same we always want to end on what were all the good things that we did and how can we build on that to continue to have success in the second half. Coach, as the season progresses, I think offensively a a lot of teams look for ways to add wrinkles. And you and I talked about that one of the things you like to do is adding some trick plays to keep things fresh throughout the season. So what's kind of the thought process and how do you put those together each week and practice those so that they're ready on game day? Yeah, so those will start always on – those new concepts, we like to add two trick plays or funky formation type things every week. And we try to do it in a way that one week we might have a fun unbalanced formation where linemen may be flexed out as receivers or they're playing side by side by one of their buddies that they don't normally do in the formation. So we try to do give the linemen some love that way with something fun and then having a, a concept with our skill kids. So one play, one trick play off of something that we've had a lot of success over the few weeks on that we can get maybe an advantage on the defense with and then always one trick formation. And then we try to keep those in our pocket as we go and as we find them that we can use them again, we'll bring them back. And I think that's the hard thing is that with coaches, when they when you put in those trick plays and you put in those trick formations, you got to use them and you got to use them early because if you say, hey, I'm going to save it for – Later in the game, you're probably not. You're just going to stick with what you're comfortable with. So we try to make sure we show those for a second, third series in the game. And then from there, if they work, we'll go and we'll use them a little more. But for our kids, it keeps the learning fun. And it's not always lining up in our base formations and running our base plays. By this time, we've had those mastered. And so we want to add a few things that we can maybe get a home run play on down the road. Yeah, it always seems like the learning curve on those, what they see as something fun and and different, the learning curve on those seems to decrease as compared to when you're back in August and trying to put some things in. So they always do get excited about those things. And I know I've had those before, like where I had a shift where we moved the offensive line up and back. We got the idea from Stanford doing it, and I think they did it in a bowl game a few years back where they shifted their line several times and... My guys wanted to do it, and I told them, hey, this is 100% on you. You can't get it right. It's done. I'm not even giving it the time. So they really put the time in to learn it and (laughs) take ownership in it. So I agree. I think putting those in is fun. And and you're right. You have to get those out early. You don't necessarily want to do them too early in a game. When you think about the focus of a team early on, a, a defense, they're alert for everything. But as the game gets going, they kind of get settled into what they see as the tendencies, and those are the perfect time to strike. 
But I agree with you, too. You're certainly not going to pull those out late in the game, although you might maybe get a formation on if you haven't used it. Get that on film because yeah. it always drives defensive coordinators nuts. Exactly. No, those are always the good things to want to have as much. This is my favorite thing to hear is like, geez, how many formations do you run? And that's the best compliment I can ever get is, yep, we can do a lot of things out of our base stuff. But, yeah, half the the trick plays is funny. You run inside zone and you'll get thousand questions from your guys on how to do it. And you'll show them the trick play one time and everyone will be like, yep, got it, coach. No problem. Yep. <laughs> they don't ask you about any adjustments or anything. Like they, they just make it work. So that's always great. Exactly. Well, coach, I appreciate you taking the time here in season to join us again on the podcast. Best of luck to you and the Spartans as you are on your quest for your fourth state appearance and striving for another state title so best of luck to you guys and thanks again for being on the show thanks for everything that you do keith you do an amazing job with these podcasts and it's just a great resource for everyone thanks again thanks again for listening and tune in next week starting on monday with our adjustment series we have noah mazzoni in the end zone talking about some different aspects of the games we've watched from the previous week on the offensive side of the ball on wednesday we'll have dj elliott who's a longtime FBS coordinator talking about things from games from the past week on the defensive side of the ball. And, of course, searing some of the episodes that we have that are buried in our archives, ones that you'll probably hear for the first time if you've just started listening over the past couple of years. So keep joining us. Thank you for listening. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski.